What's up? And welcome to the Very Best Self Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Brown. Tune in each week as I have candid conversations with inspiring humans, including athletes, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and anyone out there making waves. Get ready to leave your comfort zone behind, step into your power, and live a more purpose-driven life. I am so happy that you're here. Now let's do this. Very best self squad. Welcome back, you guys. I'm so happy that you're here. And today's guest is Akin Ackman. And I count, the thing is, I count myself as extremely fortunate for this incredible platform, right? And all of the incredible people that I get to speak to on this podcast. And I get to meet strangers uh, who other people deem as inspiring. And I get to learn from them and I get to be inspired by them too. But Every so often, I get to share inspiration from one of my own heroes, and today is one of those special days. I am so honored to share Akin and his story with all of you guys out there, um, because I've always been just inspired by who he is as a human being, and you you talk work ethic, like this guy has work like he is the definition of what work work ethic is. Um, I've never seen anyone in the fitness industry or maybe even any industry work as hard as this guy. And he's also on top of that, you know, any conversation I've ever had with him in, you know, the I don't even know, let's just say eight years that I've, you know, known him or worked with him in the past. Um He's just, when he speaks to you, he's someone who really, really listens and like makes eye contact. So on top of working as hard as he does, he makes people feel seen and makes people feel heard. He also inspires people to be stronger versions of who they already are, which as you know, is my mission and motto in life. Um, So yeah, we're going to dive into his tennis career and how it made him the guy he is today and how he inspires his community of people at Army. Uh, And it's going to be a good one. So buckle up and let's get into it. All right. All right. All right. You guys, I we're back. We're back. We are back. And today I have, I'm just so incredibly honored to have today's guest on the podcast. So today we have Akin on and I, I'm just elated. I'm over the moon. Uh, we are former co-workers together um, and he's gone off and created something super magical of his own. Um, and yeah, we'll just get right into this thing. So Akin, I'm so excited to have you on today. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, of course, of course. Um, for those of you that don't know, he was the, you know, probably, I would say, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if everybody would agree, but I, this is what I think, like the biggest star <laughs> at SoulCycle that there ever was. Um, and you just created such an incredible community that's really, really, really special. Um, and so you went on and created your own thing from there and started ARMY, uh, which is a cycling studio that also does boot camp classes. Um, and so that's how most people know you, I think. Um, but you're so like multifaceted. And I really want to kind of start from the beginning and really talk about, you know, what your upbringing was like and and how you became what you are today um, and the powerhouse that you are today. Uh, first off, thank you <laughs> for that <laughs> intro. Um yeah, I mean, you know my story a little bit. I think I've talked about it before. If anybody's uh, listened to anything I've done, I was a tennis player growing up. Um, 
my parents, uh, my dad specifically found uh, this book on uh, this coach, Nick Bolateri, uh in Bradenton, Florida. And he was like, I'm going to take my kids there. So uh, he flew us out to Florida. I was seven. My sister was uh, nine. And we joined the program. I was a little bit too young to like be full time. But they basically like would audition you and like put you in with the the kids and and then they took me on at seven and uh, and my mom met Nick and so we all went me and my sister were in Nick's group and it was like a big thing at the time the Nick's group had um Maria Sharapova in it and Anna Kornikova and Andre Agassi and like like every every pro tennis player uh was in Nick's group at the time and there were kids um most of them but like but you would play like your age, um, you played people older than you. It was just like this incredible community of uh, like-minded people who wanted to be pro tennis players. Um, and the academy grew into something uh, greater as well. This, they have many different sports now. And uh, it's this giant ten, like sports academy uh, that just produces these champions. Um, so I grew up there. And... Um, Fast forward a little bit. I got hurt uh, playing tennis. I have two hernia discs in my lower back. Uh, I had a also internal bleeding and bruising of the right wrist. Um, so I had a couple of injuries that kind of sidelined me a little bit. But uh, but I started coaching because of them as well. So flashback to again IMG. Uh, Nick had me coach for him. And I was coaching the top juniors and then hitting partners with the top pros coming back from the injury as well. And, um, and I fell in love with coaching. Um, and yeah, so then it kind of like transitioned in this. I don't know if you want me to just keep talking or, or you want to like no, I was letting you a just little bit. Keep going. No, yeah, yeah, I could definitely unpack a lot of that. I'm pretty familiar. Um, I love Andre Agassi. Like I read his book open and I watched the documentary that uh, Nick Valtteri's documentary. So like, I'm very familiar um, with all of that. I just, I'm, it's fascinating to me that you were at such a young age, kind of thrown into such an intense training regimen. Um, and so I'm, I just would love to talk about that, like what his coaching style was like and and, you know, what kind of things that you think that you probably learned starting at seven uh, years old that really have just morphed you into the coach that you are today? I mean, I, I think I've learned so much from from growing up in the academy about community, about the importance of like having uh, similar goals, um, you know, kind of healthy competition, uh, mirror, like seeing all these mirrors of possibility around you. Um, I mean, obviously people take that differently. There's different perspectives and perceptions to what that um, upbringing could be for different people. But for me, it was incredible. Um, for Nick, Nick is such a positive coach. Whenever I would be on his court, I'd like outperform it, uh, myself. <laughs> it's like, I don't know where that came from. Um, you know, hit, hit all these shots, all these shots that like you keep missing and then you get on Nick's court and you just like make everything, you know? <laughs> So um, it was definitely uh, uh, like I definitely took on a lot of my coaching characteristics there. There's a um, there's a specific philosophy uh, and method to the way he coaches. Um, we all used we were all taught the semi-Western forehand grip, 
we were all taught the two-handed backhand, continental and semi-Western backhand. Uh, volleys and overheads and serves were all continental grips. Uh, so there's like a philosophy that all the coaches would coach. Um, and, and that created a, a space where you just keep growing and building as, uh, as athletes because you're not being taught different things by different coaches but there's consistency throughout. So that repetition and consistency gets you to really hit certain levels that you wouldn't necessarily, if you just jumped around and used different right. grips and didn't really stay consistent with the way you played. That uh, makes so a lot I, of sense. I took that on in my coaching. And whenever I coach anything, I always have a method. If anybody's on my team, we all coach the same way. How you going to do a squat? How you going to do a lunge? How you ride the bike? Um, mm -hmm. your form, your technique, the moves we do, it's all similar and it's designed for, uh, whoever I'm coaching all the athletes to grow. And I definitely, uh, took that in, uh, without even noticing at, uh, at Bolotero. Yeah. And, um, I can say funny. from a personal experience that, uh, in, as far as the moves, yes, but like from personal experience, haven't taken your class many times, uh, just so you know, like when I'm on your court, when I'm in your room, like that is what you inspire people to do. Like I want to be better. Every time I ride with you, I'm like, I can do more. I can be better. Um, and I think that that's like a, a huge, huge reason why so many people ride with you, you know, four times a day or whatever it is, or, you know, how many times a <laughs> seven days a week and, you yeah. know, why people like, you know, are, I don't want to use the word obsessive, but, um, loyal well, we're trained we're training you know and i think um i i kind of demand not demand but expect uh, a certain level if you're going to commit and and i'm there and i'm all in for you so if you take the leap to go all in i'll take you to uh to everywhere you want to go uh, that's kind of how i train but you don't have to do it that many times for me to coach you too i'm just like I teach a certain level, but I also coach every well, everyone in between that uh, to up to beginners. Um, but if you want to be able to do everything that I show, you have to make the commitment. Uh, and but but that's just a mirror possibility. I, I think also what I learned at IMG is we all we had um, our nutrition coach, we had our uh, mental conditioning coach, uh, and then we had our tennis and and fitness coaches. Uh, so throughout the day, you would go and hit all these uh, super crucial points um, that you have to hit as athletes. Uh, you have to know about nutrition so that you can be fueled and have the energy to compete and uh, sustain right. that level of, uh, you know, activity. Then you have to be able to reset your mind or, or you know, have this mental toughness in you because tennis is such a game that if you lose it, like you lose a point uh, and then you have to set up for the next point. So you don't even have time to kind of like dwell on that point. And if you do dwell right. on the point you lost, then it kind of affects the next one. It's like a domino effect. So you have to work on your mental game. And, um, and it was really hard for me actually uh, to, learned that at IMG at, at uh, Voluntary because we had to sit in a room and learn about how to think like a champion, but everything else was so wow. physical. Um, so that's what I wanted to do as a coach. When I started coaching cycling and, and boot camps, I'm like, I can use this to really uh, 
mentally conditioned people while we're learning the skill. And, uh, and then that sticks because it's like in the right moments where you need to hear certain things where I already know what you're thinking. Um, I know whether you're going to like give in the doubt or give in the fear, or you're just going to kind of like give up. I know how to shift uh, and talk you through that to stay in. And, uh, and I think the true beauty of uh, what I do and what army is about is that uh, we skill build and we really get you to achieve all these things that maybe you've, didn't think were possible through consistent training and training methods um, and the philosophy on that end. But then once you're able to build the skill and you learn all about that, you actually expand your mental capacity and and you take that lesson with you, like all these uh, things that you start to identify with, like being relentless, being gritty, um, being resilient, uh, you know, I talk about affirmations, like being a boss, uh, being a leader, like you literally identify with these and you take them with you. And it's no longer just my words, it's yours because you've right. applied it, you've tested it, you've tried it, now it's who you are. And you take that with you into everything you do. So I think that's the real beauty of what we do. And the entire experience of ARMY uh, propels you towards that. Um, from the community, from the writings on the wall, from uh, going into practice, but then coming out. And this is just like a full immersive experience. And it's like that on the app as well. Yeah. And I think that's, that's where the power is. That's what it's about, right? Like it's so much bigger. It just really is. It's so much bigger than fitness. Like fitness is like a part of it it's a piece of the puzzle, but it's really just so much more of that is just like training the power of your mind and understanding that we, when we're in the middle of something physical, that's really, really hard, right? Not only are you training your body, but you're training your mind and knowing that both of those things are happening. I think it's just where a lot of our power can come from. The, the way that I like to put it is, it's like, again, it's like, it's skill building. It's like learning a sport. Um, but the main unlock of that building that skill is that how you build this is how you're going to build that. Um, if you think about how, how I coach you, you've been in my, my sessions and I think you probably coach uh, similar in that sense. Uh, but you have to get the foundation first and the stronger you lay a foundation, the stronger the foundation is the more infinite, the future. Um, and that's like, that can be applied to work that can be applied to, um, family that can be applied to structure. Uh, imagine a building. If you lay a strong foundation, that building, uh, you can, you can build up as tall as you want. And that's going to last. Um, if you, if you're uh, deliberate in how you build it, if you're intentional in how you build it, but, uh, but if you have a weak foundation, it doesn't matter how, how, how you, how high up you try to go, it's going to collapse. Um, and, and I think, yep. I think that's the beauty of it. It's just people so are so afraid of like, oh, it's too hard. It's too this, it's too that. And it's like, it's not about that. Um, and yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard because I show up enough times for you to build to that. But any, anything is hard. Everything is hard. Um, everything uh, that people do in their lives, like that, that they, their work is hard, like build, you know, Raising a kid is hard. Raising your dog is hard. Like, but it's rewarding as well. Yeah. And it's 
and it's like you know you understand it's it's just yeah, like you totally. you you know without it it's like what are you what are you even doing I mean I love my my dog do you love your dog I love my <laughs> I would dog. do any I do anything for my dog you know but but before I got him I was like oh, I don't have time like what am I going to do I'm going to raise him but then it's like you figure it out and it's the same in practice it's the same it's the same in anything so right um, finding your rhythm I, with anything yeah. to do I think that's the beauty of it and and that's like if you find something you're passionate about that you love talking about balance um you know people always ask me though you know you coach so many sessions at one point I was coaching 45 sessions a week um so that was like right before uh quarantine but um I slow slowly building back up to that I think I'm at 30 right now <laughs> but also running a business oh um, my god but um but you know it's um people ask me like where's the balance like what about like vacation and this and that like how do you hang out with your friends I'm like well I love what I do I'm lucky that I found something I love to do and I brought all my friends and family with me we all work together you know so it's like we're together all day so uh for me that's balance you know right um I don't think it's like you should hate your job and then because you don't like it, you got to go on vacation. You know, there's all these like right. stigmas behind it. But I think when you truly love what you do and you bring the people uh, that you love into it, I think that's balance. That's like, that's my balance at least, but everyone right. has we a can different. Define, yeah. Like, balance can be defined in many different ways. Differently. So that's what yeah. works for you and understanding everyone has to find what works exactly. for, for them. For them. Exactly. So in terms of building mental toughness, um, just to take it back to tennis for a moment, because I'm, I'm sure you're aware of like, you know, the mental struggles that comes that come along with being in the public eye of a tennis player, you know, specifically recently, you know, it's been on the forefront in the media. We have Nick Kyrgios as well as Naomi Osaka. Um, you know, like you were saying before, you can't hide in tennis, right? if you mess up, like everyone knows there's no place to hide and you're ranking and, you know, um, each play is a wins and losses, you know, really go into your overall, you know, it's, it's just all encompassing. So, you know, how do you deal with that kind of, how do you develop mental toughness when you're under that kind of pressure? And of course this is in terms of tennis, but it goes for anything. I mean, tennis, tennis is tough. I remember like when I would win, I feel on top of the world and it like, and that could be one day. And then the next day you play another tournament and you lose in the first round and you feel like uh, a loser. And like, everyone is like, you think everyone thinks of you like that. And like, you know, um, and I think the, the bigger you get as an athlete, um, the more heightened that is uh, because it's the world now. And um being on the other side of it now, it's like watch, watching. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, you know, the well, the stadium of people watching. They're just there to have fun. <laughs> you know, they they like to like heckle and yell and scream, but it's just like they're just having fun. But as the player, you really take that to heart, or at least I did. And um, but like now seeing it from the other side, I'm like these. Like most people don't get it. Like they don't care if you're winning or losing. It's like, it's not really like right. affecting their day, but as the player, you get so like anxious and nervous and 
I don't know. I think, I think that's why I'm so mentally tough now because I went through all of that since I was so young and I like really had a hard time with it for a while. And, um, and then coming out of it, I'm so mentally tough. Like I don't, um, I don't care what people write about me. I don't like, I, you know, if you really do your research, you know how I got to where I am. Um, you can see how much I work. I have, you know, nothing to prove to anyone. It's really, uh, for the people that want to train with me. Um, right. So I have this different, um, different mindset about it. I think, you know, I, I also like, you know, I, I like that. I know I'm good. Um, I don't, I don't feel like there's no hesitation on that. I like, I've done my work. I've, uh, I read textbooks all day, uh, about movement and, uh, and programming. It's like, I love it. And it's all for, uh, for my athletes and, you know, whoever wants to train with me. Um, and and for my family and friends that we get to do this all together, you know, this is just, right. just like joyous thing that um, I love to do. So uh, it's literally changed. And I think, I think when you get somewhere mentally like that, then it's like a little bit smooth sailing. Of course, there's always all the thoughts, but, uh, but, you know, it takes practice to, to get your thoughts right. And to like keep pressing forward um, through any circumstance. So I've had a lot of practice. I've had a lot of practice for many, many, many years and I'm grateful for it. I've really had hard times um, as an athlete, even um, before I went all in on coaching, I I knew I loved coaching, but I had this stigma that um, coaches were failed athletes that like we used to say as kids. So I got over that and, uh, and, you know, Nick Balateri was my coach and I like that stigma was still there. You know, this guy built a giant academy out of a tomato field in Bradenton, Florida, and people from all around the world travel there and send their kids there still to this day um, because it's, it's, this, it's the best training facility in the world with the best coaches and it's known and it produces champions. So it's like, that's when it clicked. I was like, wait a minute, like your dream. You can do the same thing. Yeah. I was like, I can do the same thing, but also your dream is not, um, it's not built on convenience. Like it's built on insight and experience and it's a destination, you know? So I can, like, I feel like I can also do what I do anywhere in the world. And I think people will come. Um, so like, that's kind of like, and I didn't even see that until I, you know, just took a step back, uh, silenced all the noise. And I'm like, okay, like, this is the, this is the path. And I'm going to go yeah, all I want to talk about, I want to talk about the path. I want to talk about that moment, you know, when you silence all of the noise, you know, in terms of you, like I said, being like soul cycle superstar, right. At what point did you know that it was time to go off on your own and you know what kind of courage did it take to say like I don't need this brand anymore I can create something that belongs to you and is yours um well and Angela um but create something of your own and so 
I want to, I want to talk about that, the courage to walk away from something when you're at the top. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I always knew I was going to, like, that was the goal. Um, I had Atkins Army uh, before I was at SoulCycle. Um, right. So that, that brand already existed. I, I got, I made it an LLC. I, um, I made logos. I downloaded Illustrator and Photoshop. I made my own logo. I printed shirts at, um, at American Apparel. They had like the screen print t-shirt thingies and I bought like a bunch and I gave them all, all, all to, to Atkins Army, who uh, actually they, the athletes that used to train with me named it that. Um, so, and they told me to make a website and, and make t-shirts and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, okay, I got, I got, I got you. But I always knew <laughs> Uh, what I wanted to do. And I have this like vision for where I want to take army. And I've had the, that vision for a very long time. Um, I actually tried to uh, do it with uh, soul cycle. Um, like at, at first I talked to Julie and Elizabeth, they were super down to do it, but then there was like, it was just, wasn't the right time. It, like they were going through changes. Um, I talked to, um, Melanie, who was there at the time after Julian Elizabeth left, and we talked about doing it. Um, it just never kind of worked out. And like, I think SoulCycle was amazing. Um, I, I love the people I met there. I loved working there, but I was always going to do this and they weren't doing it with me. So um, I, I just knew it was, it was time. It was just kind of like leading up, leading up to that. And it, it wasn't like I kind of like uh, picked my partners in it and um, and then we took the leap. Um, and then, I mean, we could still do something uh, with SoulCycle or Equinox and or anyone really. I'm open to partnerships, but um, initially I wanted to kind of like separate it a little bit um, and have it be standalone before it just became an ex extension of something else. And it definitely was a, it was like a sacrifice, but it wasn't because it was like, I was always going to do this. Um, it's, it's definitely like, you have to like start over. Um, and it's kind of like what I talked about. It's like, um, I could only go to where I was. I was at the top there. And um, I was coaching 30 at the height, I think 34 all sold out uh, sessions at SoulCycle. And um, and there was, you know, not, not much more I could do with that uh, model. And, um, and I wanted to always do digital, but I wanted to do it uh, my way. And, uh, and I have a very specific philosophy for training, um, like at, at, at the academy, where it's really focused on building, your, really building the skill so that I can impact you mentally as well. So, uh, so to do that vision and to take it where I wanted to take it, I had to lay the foundation of that. Um, like I said earlier, it was like, I wanted to lay this strong foundation so that what I have in mind has a chance for the, in the future, um, which is really hard to do by the way. <laughs> but, but um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's fun to, it's been tough obviously, but it's fun to like figure it out and learn new skills and, and, uh, you know, go after what, uh, what I dreamed of. Yeah. 
And you absolutely have. I think that's just a, a testament to anyone out there who is at the top of something. Just because you made it to the top and everything is good and you're successful, that doesn't mean that you can't still want to start over and start again and begin again at the bottom and then go to the top of the mountain again. You know, it's like, don't be complacent and stay somewhere just because you made it to the top. Right. And so I just, I've always been inspired by your move to, to do it on your own and, and create your own thing. Um, and so that's, that's one thing, but, you know, I, I also, you know, the way that you build people up physically, and then you said, so you can build them up mentally, you know, what's the, this week in classes, like what's the message that you've been giving recently? That's like kind of for front of your mind. Well, so um, the way that I structure it is we do thematic series. So uh, this program that we're in for the next six weeks is called all in. And, uh, and, it, and you know, what, what that entails, um, it's kind of like, for me, it was when I went all in, everything started to, to build up and happen. And what was holding me back was the preconceived notion that a coach is someone who didn't make it, <laughs> you know, uh, and that like that yeah. whole ten- tennis side of things where it's like, I, I didn't want to let that go yet because it's like an identity. So, um, we're talking about being all in, but then also I've been having these conversations with people and they're like, they think that you have to have everything figured out. Like you have to have purpose. You have to like, like you have to know it. You have to know it by a certain age. And, and you know, even my cousins that are in college are like, sometimes I'll talk to them and they're like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what my passion is. I'm like, you don't have to know. That's why I call, like you go to college, you got, you got to figure it out. And sometimes you don't, you still don't know. And that's okay. Some people find what they really, they're really passionate about later on in life too. It's, um, you know, no one has it all figured out. Even if you look from the other side and you're like, oh, that person really has it figured out. They don't. Um, like, and, and maybe one part of their life is kind of figured out, but then the other isn't. So um, I think just kind of letting go of this notion that everything has to be fixed. Because um, if everything is fixed, then you have nowhere to go. So the beauty of not knowing is nothing is fixed. So everything is possible. So if you like just shift, like there's all these like little rebranding, these little shifts that you can do. Um, and that's what we do in practice. Like we just shift from your, you know, from doubting yourself to using that energy that it takes to doubt to just execute and just, you know, just go for it. And so what if, it, if it's a miss? You try again and again and again and again, and eventually you find the most efficient way to win. I love that because, right, so what if you miss? You're supposed to miss. You're not supposed to get it right all the time, but every time we miss, we can learn. And every time we learn, we can grow. And that's just part of becoming a stronger version of who we already are. And so damn true that we do not have it all figured out. You talk about the people, CEOs, highly successful people, people, they don't have it all figured out. And the example that I get, I give all the time is like, the thing is too, like, and I'm not, I'm a dog mom, but I'm not an actual <laughs> mom as of yet. But the thing I always come to this example in my mind is like, if you read every single parenting book that was out in the world, if you read every single one, and then you scoured the internet and you read every single article about parenting, right? Would it ever actually prepare you for the day when you bring home a newborn? No, the answer is no, it wouldn't. Like you just have to, you live 
but you learn and you grow by doing. And um, times and, change, and nobody, you know. And times change, so it's about and, being. And yeah. what was right then is not right now. It's like all these, right? You know, even like right. building building army, like we we launched, and then uh, a pandemic, COVID happened, <laughs> or yeah. we're closed uh, for like 13, 14 months. Uh, just doing free content because we thought it was going to be like two weeks, but we're like, we got to show up for the community, get people's minds right. Because, you know, uh, it can just like slip the wrong, the wrong direction um, or not in the direction that you want to go. So uh, we just kept showing up, but it's like, we're still here, um, but you never know what's going to happen. So I, I think you figure also- figure it out on the way. Yeah. And if you have a true, like a mission that you truly believe in, you'll find a way. You'll find a way to make it work. Always. And I also love what you're saying about you. You need somewhere to go from where you are, right? You always need somewhere to go. You need something to reach towards something. So if everything was easy all the time, there'd be no point. Yeah. And that can be fun. Like it doesn't have to be this like torturous thing. Like uh, the, the whole process can be fun. Like it's, it's like you're discovering new things about yourself uh, that you didn't know. And, and you're discovering new, uh, new paths uh, to take, new ways to win. It's like, it can be fun. It doesn't have to be this like dreadful thing. Like change doesn't have to be a negative. Uh, it can be a positive. Yeah, I like that. Finding new ways to win. I love For that. me, I'm like, whenever I feel uh, like a little bit anxious and, and I automatically I'm like oh no that's not for me like I know that I'm just like kind of like I just don't want to feel the anxiety so I'm like brushing it off and I think a lot of people do that like when they're scared of something so whenever that feeling comes up I'm like oh I gotta step into this (laughs) oh I gotta I gotta just go do it so and then every time I do it uh I feel so like like excited and and i'm like oh wow if i keep doing this if i practice it then a guy can do it really well and that's anything um i recently got asked to do like lectures instead of q a's and i'm so much more comfortable doing q a's and i've never done a lecture and i'm like first first got was like nope (laughs) you know i'm not gonna do that like lecture what i'm gonna say for 45 minutes but then i'm like oh no i gotta like i'm already making excuses nope let's go let's go in you know so it's like i everyone does it everyone has all the emotions but it's like it takes practice to uh see what you're doing and and kind of acknowledge why you're feeling that way and and why you're brushing it off and why you're all of a sudden tying all these negative thoughts behind it uh, and then be like, okay, no, I got to, you know, it's, I got to do it. It's, it's all excuses. Yeah. You know, it's, it's I, a lot of practice to, to get your mind there. Yeah, totally. Something that I always say is that action builds confidence. Sometimes leading up to the thing that you're afraid to do or scared to do or anxious to do, uh, it, it, that, that time leading up to that, that point is sometimes like way more torturous than like actually doing, doing it. the thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we torture ourselves and we like live in the prison of our own minds sometimes. Yeah. And um, we wait and sense. we procrastinate and we push things off. And it's like, it feels yep. so good to just like take action. And you get 
the result of that is always confidence, the newfound confidence. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I won't take up too much of your time uh, today, but I will ask you one more question, uh, which is what is the best piece of advice that you would give your younger self? Best piece of advice is, um, let's see. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. I think it's just like, stay the course. Like, um, don't listen to, don't listen to anybody who doubts you. And just, you know, if you, if you want to continue on, even after injuries, you want to continue on your sport and everyone's telling you not to, like, you don't have to listen to that. Um, or if you, if you feel like you need to move uh, on to the next thing um, and you've really tried everything you can and, in, 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 you know, what you were doing, like, that's okay too. Um, I think it's, you know, it's not, it's not the end of the world. Uh, if everything doesn't happen, how you imagined it, uh, just be open to where life might take you. I wouldn't like be super specific because I, I feel like I had to go through what I went through to like get to this point. So I kind of like leave it up to interpretation, but, uh, but just kind of like re re reassuring yeah. myself. Great. <laughs> well, thank you so, so much for being on. I really, really enjoyed the conversation. And I know that everyone out there listening is also, I'm sure, enjoyed today as well. So thank you. Thank you. You got to come to Army soon. I know. I got to get there. <laughs> I will come soon. Promise. What, you, promise. what are you doing today at four? <laughs> <laughs> today at four. I will be getting my nails. I will be sitting and getting my nails done. But I will be there very soon. Okay. Thanks so much. What did I tell you? Akin, Ackman, you guys, I mean, Army, just all of it, his story, his life, everything he's done and accomplished up until now. Um, we didn't even dive at all into his modeling career, which he's like worked for the biggest brands um, in that you've ever heard of. Um, but just work ethic and inspiring people, you know, through fitness to conquer and, you know, muster the power of their own mental strength as well. So we're talking about physical strength. We're talking about mental strength. Um, and those of you who ride in my classes, you know, that I always say it's much bigger than fitness. It's so much bigger than fitness, right? Fitness is the vehicle. That's like the thing that's the vehicle. And it's, it's what, it's what you use to get you to the other side of your own mental roadblocks and blind spots. Right. And it's like when you're pushing yourself on the bike or otherwise, um, through like your biggest challenges, right. You can draw somewhere in your deep, deep subconscious mind or conscious mind, both places, you can draw from something that you're fighting for. That's bigger than you. Something that you're fighting for that's outside of those four walls. And you can take that thing and put it behind the wheel on your bike to stay up a little bit longer or push a little bit harder or dig a little bit deeper. Um, and, you know, Akin was talking about building the foundation. And so those of you who also have been riding with me for years know that like one of my biggest tagline is dig deeper if you want to go higher. And I am obsessed with his style of coaching because that's really what it is. It's a willingness to dig deeper if you want to go higher. Um, and yeah, he's just 
a huge inspiration to the people who are his loyalists out there who are probably listening to this now. He's been a big inspiration in my life to push harder um, and just an all around great guy. So I hope you enjoyed this episode today. Um, follow Army and Akin on Instagram and uh, what else? What else? You know, follow the pod handle. Akin, his handle is A-K-I-N. I-K-O on Instagram. The pod handle is very best self. We got new episodes coming out every single Tuesday, um, talking about mindset and talking about becoming stronger versions of who we already are. That's always the drill. We're coming at you from different angles and different expertises, but it's always, always going to be finding stronger versions of who we already are together. Uh, that's what the very best self squad is. And that's what we do. And that's who we are. So thank you for being here and I'll see you next week.